This podcast is a member of the Grace River Podcast Network. To listen to more of the podcasts in our network, head over to graceriverva.com slash media. We would love for you to join us in person or online on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for our weekend worship experience. Our campus is located at 5045 Indian River Road in Virginia Beach, Virginia, or you can find us online at graceriverva.com. Grace River exists so that every generation can experience the transforming power of God in every area of their lives. Friday service, but we've got so much to be thankful for. Uh, One of the unique reasons we chose to attempt this was I I find it very unique that at the very first Passover that we'll read about in just a moment in Exodus chapter 12, God asked them through Moses to specifically prepare a lamb for their household. So that's, that's interesting that as we're preparing for Easter this year, Instead of trying to get everyone to attend a lot of services during the week, especially for many people, this will be the first time they've ventured out, if you will, or certainly been back to services in a long time, we thought, what would it be like if we had a wonderful Good Friday service, communion service, in our homes, just like that original Passover, and then we met in person on Sunday. So I just pray that as we enter in tonight, we just take these few moments in our homes, in person, at home, and then just experience Christ in this fantastic way. But then what if we experience him in person for Easter Sunday? I want to encourage you to think about that for a few minutes. But let's get to the word. This Good Friday, every year we we celebrate this, although we certainly know that we serve a risen Savior. It's not that he is crucified afresh every year. But what does that mean for us this year? And I'll certainly be talking about this on Sunday. I have no doubt in my mind that people, maybe even you, in your home, maybe if you're watching from wherever you are, there's people that are hurting. I have no doubt in my mind that there is someone, possibly even yourself, that you've experienced pain. And yes, I'm talking still again about COVID. COVID the life issues. We've been through the worst year most of you have ever experienced. Loss, devastating change. It seems worldwide, obviously. And there's still very little sign of what normalcy is going to look like. And I'm not here to prophetically try to predict anything tonight as much as it is to remind you of what has happened. You see, I, I, I have a tendency to just look back at the word to be reminded on a regular basis of what God has done, because if God has done it before, he can do it again. I hope you've been able to set aside some juice and some bread as we prepare to to serve and celebrate communion. But on that first Passover, I can't help but go back and think that for hundreds of years now, the children of Israel have been in bondage. They've been 
enslaved. Now, this is a different message for a different time, but the reality is when all this first started in Egypt 300 years before, they weren't slaves. They weren't in bondage. Life was good. They were saved from the famine. God delivered them in a very unique way through Joseph. But Israel was saved. The children of Israel were saved. God's people were saved. But years pass and they find themselves in bondage. They find themselves crying out to God. As a matter of fact, when Moses was on, uh, in the wilderness and he looked over and he saw the burning bush and God called him to come over and we know the conversation, basically God was saying, I have heard the cries of my children. You see, there comes a point in all of our lives where we just get sick and tired of being sick and tired. God has not forsaken us. He hears our cries. And, and I just look at this passage and I realize that God's people have been crying out, deliver us, save us, somehow get us through this or out of this. God, whatever you've got planned. And listen to what happens. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, and I'm reading from chapter 12. And he said, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. In other words, there's new beginnings in what I'm getting ready to do for you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, in the tenth day of this month you shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house, your house my house. And if it's the household is too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbors get together and take it according to the number of every soul. Every man according to his eating shall be making account for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it out for the sheep or from the goats. And you shall take out the blood and strike it to two side posts of the upper door post of your house wherein you will eat it. In other words, there's going to be this special lamb that you will take for your house. And if your house is pretty small, get together with a neighbor and let that represent you and your neighbor. But then you're going to kill this lamb and put the blood of this lamb on the doorpost of your house. Now, if you don't know the story, and just very quickly, as the story progresses, Moses is telling the people, because there's, there's going to be a death angel that comes. And when he comes... If he does not see the blood, there's destruction. If you are not covered by the blood, you will not be delivered. But the Word of God tells us when he sees the blood, he will pass over. That's where we get that name, by the way. Because of the blood of the Lamb, all the iniquity, all the suffering, all the guilt, all the shame passes over. And then he goes on and tells them in verse 14, And this day shall be unto you a memorial, and you shall keep it as a feast unto the Lord throughout your generations, and it shall be kept as a feast by an ordinance forever. He was saying it, it needs to be an ordinance, something that's put into law that you remember. But he uses that word memorial. Now, we may not have the scripture up there, but if you go to the very next chapter in Exodus chapter 13, verse 9, it, he even goes so far as to remember this day by putting it as a memorial on the frontlets of your forehead. In other words, burn it into your memory. 
Make this a memory that you remember forever. What? That God, through the blood of the Lamb, passed over. Now, how does this equate to us on Good Friday? Well, I promised all of you if we do this streaming, I wasn't going to preach a long time. So I'm trying to keep my promises. But I want you to think for just a moment how the disciples must have felt when they were watching Jesus, the Lamb of God. John chapter 1 tells us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Messiah. I can't help but, but putting myself in the shoes of those disciples that in one minute Peter's cutting off an ear thinking he's saving Jesus. For Jesus to simply heal the soldier. I, I can't think but maybe when Peter was stepping away trying to hide out and then he denies Christ because he's confronted. Uh, are the other disciples, who knows where they went? They just went into hiding because of fear, because of Anger, not certain of what tomorrow would be. They heard all the words of Jesus, but now suddenly Jesus is being crucified. And, and listen, we cannot forget how gruesome and how incredibly painful and life-altering a crucifixion was. It wasn't just death. It was agony. You couldn't wait to die. Those around you were marked forever. You see, it was supposed to be torture. It was supposed to be misery. It was supposed to be you. It was supposed to be me. And I wonder what it was like when the disciples are literally watching this from afar take place. Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. It was hard for them to imagine, even after Jesus had shared so many stories, this must happen. I must suffer for you. It was hard for them to imagine that what he was doing was really for them. We can only really do that in hindsight. But I, I want you to understand that if we go back just a few days earlier from the cross, Jesus is sitting with his disciples, and he's trying to get them to understand these things are getting ready to happen. And as they are sitting, literally preparing to eat the Passover meal, while they're eating the Passover meal, in John chapter 20, Jesus turns, or John chapter 19, Jesus turns and he looks to his disciples and he's just simply having conversation with them. Even in Luke chapter 22, he says, here's the bread. I'm taking the bread and this bread's going to be broken. This is my body. The Bible says he blessed it. He broke it. And he said, take, eat. Do this, listen, in remembrance. Do this because I want you to remember. Now let's just rewind very quickly. When God told Moses to tell the children of Israel, put the blood on the doorpost, because when the blood is applied, they are going to be set free. Make it a memorial. Make it a remembrance. Make sure people don't forget it. I'm here just simply to remind somebody tonight, maybe for the first time, or maybe in a long time, and for a long time you've needed to be reminded, Jesus died for you. He set you free. 
we've been going through this COVID and we've been feeling the pain and the anxiety and the fear and the anger all along covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I just wonder sometimes if Jesus lovingly is saying, remember, I gave myself to you. Take. Bible says that then he likewise also took the cup. He said, this cup is the new covenant. A lot can be said here, and, and I know, listen, we've, we've gone to the cross very quickly and come back to this to remember. But when he says this cup is the new cup, Passover will never be celebrated again. Passover, the meal may be celebrated, but not for freedom. Passover, the meal may be eaten, but not so you can be saved. Jesus Christ says this is the final time this is going to be necessary because when he goes to the cross, he paid the price. Hallelujah. And he says, I want you to take this. This is my blood, which is shed for many for the remission of sin, for the eradication, for the, for the total dismissal and erasal of sin. It's gone. Take, drink. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Lord, even as we continue, we thank you for what you have done. It is no simple thing, Father. And even as we stream tonight, Lord, it's hard to imagine they will being able to put the whole story into a, a powerful way that we really get it and really understand it. Lord, somehow, even for the disciples, they wrestled with it for weeks and months. And even though we are able to look back, it's difficult for us sometimes to embrace. But you loved us so much, you gave everything. Lord, help us to walk in that. Help us not to be afraid of what tomorrow holds. Help us not to be afraid of being who you made us to be. Help us not to be afraid of embracing who we really are so we can know what really needs to change. And Lord, even though we understand only you can be the one that changes us, Lord, we thank you for paying the price for us. We thank you, God, for leading and guiding and directing. And Lord, I pray that you would just touch each family right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, as we celebrate this good Friday, there was nothing good about it for you. The pain, the suffering, the agony. Lord, we, not like the disciples, we are able to look back at the victory of it. We never had to experience the pain. We've never in had to endure the suffering that you did. But God, today, individuals are still walking through aspects of their life that are painful. Help us to understand you have paid the price. And Lord, even in the midst of everything we're going through, we can celebrate in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I, I want one more minute and I'll be finished. I just want to encourage you tonight, if if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, or can I just be brutally honest with you? During this pandemic in this last year, 
I have talked to a lot of people, and I'm being brutally honest with you. A lot of people, because of the way we've had to be isolated and the way we've had to just cancel things out and the hate and the, the world that we've been living in and the things that we've had to endure and see over this last year, a lot of people have gotten very comfortable not being with God's people. And we're the kingdom in the, in the body of Christ wherever we are, guys. But corporate worship is vital. And a lot of people have gotten very comfortable. And when I have these conversations with them, they say this. This one thing they say, it's not the same unless we're together. I want to just challenge you. Be here Sunday. I want to encourage you. Make plans to be a part of it. We've worked diligently, not just to clean the place. I believe we could have surgery in the sanctuary. It's so aesthetically prepared. But I also encourage you because we've got a cafe set up that we're streaming live just to it like we do at homes. But now we're able to be here in the same building and see each other and have that fellowship. I encourage you to be a part of that. But even before we're finished tonight, if you feel like you've just gotten distant from God, if you feel like maybe something else has taken his place during this period, maybe something has gotten in the way, maybe something else something else out there has gotten your attention can I encourage you to remember he gave himself to you he gave himself for you his blood was shed for you he loves you and all you have to do is ask him to forgive you of your sins and you will be forgiven that's what Easter is all about a brand new beginning because he has risen this Sunday we're going to have a powerful service because we're going to talk, talk about the hope the hope that Easter brings and his name is Jesus Christ Jesus is our hope so I pray that you join us God bless you Jesus is Lord and I thank you so much for being a part of this tonight Amen This podcast is a member of the Grace River Podcast Network. To listen to more of the podcasts in our network, head over to graceriverva.com slash media. We would love for you to join us in person or online on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for our weekend worship experience. Our campus is located at 5045 Indian River Road in Virginia Beach, Virginia, or you can find us online at graceriverva.com. Grace River exists so that every generation can experience the transforming power of God in every area of their lives.